Man, I'm jealous. <laughs> Yay. Hey, well, that's, that's, that's really amazing. Thank you, Andrew, for conquering your fear and moving in faith. Hey, Andrew is actually an introvert like me. <laughs> and, and, and I was just teasing him like a few months ago. I told him that like, he has a great voice. Didn't know that he'll have the, he'll be in faith and just you know, um, come on stage and and lead us in worship. So thank you so much, Andrew. Before we move forward, why don't you open your Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy chapter eight, and in reverence of the word, why don't you stand with me? All right, let's let's turn our Bibles there. I was so moved. <laughs> Thank you so much. Right, I'll be reading from chapter 8, verse 1, and then be jumping to chapter 8, verse 11. All right? Um, let's, let's read or open our Bibles there. Most of our preaching today, oh, I see new people. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us today. All right, um, chapter 8, verse 1, it says here, The whole commandment that I command you today, wow, this is amazing, you shall be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of the Lord, that the, Lord, the land the Lord swore to give to your fathers. Verse 11, take care lest you forget that, uh, take care lest you forget the Lord, the, your God, by keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them. And again, these are people who lived in tents, okay? And when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for your word today. Father, we just, Lord God, lift up this morning to you, this day to you. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that as we dive into your word, Lord, let us remember your goodness and your faithfulness. Father, let, our, let us live lives, Lord God, that honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may now be seated. All right. So before moving forward, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank, of course, our music team. Hey, thank you so much, Waltons. Hey, let's just give a round of applause for the Waltons. Thank you so much for joining us here in Bahrain. Also, I would like to thank Ara for the powerful welcome this morning. And of course, okay, if you were here the last two weeks, who were here the last two weeks? Right? So if you know, you know. If you don't know, I'm sorry. Approach Anthony. It's okay. There's pod, there's, we have a podcast. Get the link from Gene. Right? It was a powerful time for all of us to be reminded um, about the next generation and how we are, as a present generation, go, um, involve them in reaching out the nation. And it really makes me excited because, number one, right, the, uh, the future is bright. Right? I, can, I can be teleported out of here today, and I know that there's a next generation that's going to take this church and move it to the next level. And that's what we, leave, what we believe in in every nation. Right? Every nation is a, 
a family of churches worldwide. We're in 80 nations. And we're, we're, we're committed to reaching out the next generation by planting churches and establishing campus ministries. But here in every nation, Bahrain, right? Let's take a note of this. Here in every nation, Bahrain, we are believing God to give us a vibrant, right? Vibrant, come on. I didn't see vibrancy here, right? And we're believing God for a vibrant, multi-ethnic, all right, we're multi-ethnic. We have a family from the U.S. We have a family from Africa. We have a person from Nepal. And then we have someone from China, right? We are a multi-ethnic church, come on, that makes disciples and raises leaders where? In every community and in every campus here in this nation. And today... We are going to start a new series entitled The Ability to Produce Wealth. Right? It's not just a it's not just another another financial uh, another series on finance. It's, it's actually a series on worshiping the Lord. Why? Because life can be perfect, life cannot be perfect, right? Sometimes we experience being in plenty, which Actually, sometimes, you know, when we're in plenty, we tend to forget God, like what Ara said earlier. But sometimes you also experience life in lack. And it's most of the time, it's in this life of lack that we come to the Lord. But despite these times of lack, or whatever crisis you're facing, we are all called to remember God's faithfulness. Amen? We are all called to confirm His promises. We are all called to be examples or testimonies of His goodness and His faithfulness. Now, <coughs> this four-week series is about God's covenant promise to provide for His people. Remember Abraham? Who knows Father Abraham? Right? How many children did he have? Yeah. Did you know that he also had a farm? Or that's another <laughs> nursery rhyme, okay? Now, the, the, this four-week series, it's about God's covenant promise to provide for His people. Not just the Israelites, but also you and me. This is a powerful, powerful truth that we, as we look into the book of Deuteronomy, we are reminded to remember God and be obedient to His command. Right? In the first week, week one, it is, it, we are called or... We, we are called or we are charged to obey, right? Week two, we are charged to remember. Week three, we are charged to trust. And then week four, we are charged to stay in the mission. Because we stay in the mission because that's God's covenant, right? He will bless you so that you can become a blessing to the nations. Amen? <laughs> now, at the end of the series... It is our prayer that we will remember God and that He remember how He confirms His covenant to us and how He does it by how. How does He do that? By giving us ability to produce wealth. Right? Right. Now, who among you it's, are happy that it's a Friday? Okay? My wife is not. You know why? Because she has to wash our clothes. Right? 
It's a Friday once again. It's really so nice to be here. Now, to those of you who know me closely, that past two months has really been difficult for me. It's really been difficult. Um, someone got kicked out from the company, and then I had to accidentally or to... They, I had to assume his responsibilities. And in the past two months, we had to establish our digital presence in the company. Now, this week, in particular, this past week in particular, was really difficult, uh, much more difficult than the past week, past weeks, because I have to finish a website for the U.S. market. Now, why is it so important? It's because that if I don't finish the website for that U.S. market, all the deals in the U.S. market might be canceled. So the pressure was on my department to finish the website, right? Now, <coughs> my deadline was Wednesday. Who works best when you're under pressure? I do. I work best under pressure. <coughs> so I tend to procrastinate a bit. I tend to wait a little bit more until the deadline is closed. So come Wednesday morning, I woke up early, excited. Okay, I woke up early, excited. I, I had to go to the hospital. So that because I had to take my, uh, I have to see the results of my medical exam. But I woke up early, I did my devotion, I had my coffee. I felt that I can reach the sky. I felt like this. There's a guy in the mountain. I was never reach the sky. I felt that I can reach the sky. So I I went to the hospital. I got my my medical things done. Went to the office. And as soon as I got to the office, I started working. Right? I started working, determined to finish the website by at least 3 p.m. that afternoon. Now, 20 minutes after, my staff or the people I work with started to come into the office. And of course, you know how people greet good morning here, right? Good morning, how are you? What did you eat for dinner? What did you eat for breakfast? Did you deliver the water? You know, did you have your coffee? And lo and behold, it was 20 minutes. Just for the morning greetings. Imagine that, all right? And then I, I worked back for 10 minutes, and then suddenly I had a meeting. And that meeting lasted for two hours. So now it's 11 a.m., okay? <coughs> Still, I was decided, I was really excited to finish the work that day. So I rushed into the office, sat in front of my computer, and started tuck, 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 working. After 20 minutes again, Someone came to the office and said, what do you want for lunch? Right? And if you're a Filipino, you know how much time it takes for you to decide what to have for lunch. Right? It's either pork, chicken, with broth, without broth, dry adobo. I mean, if you're not a Filipino, you should try adobo. We have 100 variations of adobo. Right? Dry, wet, with coconut milk, spicy, sweet. We have all. Right? All of that spectrum. So I ordered lunch, it was already 12. We had lunch, it was 1. Then I, I rushed into another, another meeting. After that meeting, it was 2.30, and I said to myself, oh, it's been a long day. Right, it's been a long day. So let me have my green tea and watch YouTube. Right? So I, had, I said, let me just watch one 10-minute episode. And lo and behold, it was 4.30 p.m. 4.30 p.m., right? I was so determined to finish the work, but I got so distracted 
You know what distraction looks like? It looks like this. It looks like a headless guy with so much things running around. Then I realized it, it was almost five, and then I went home. And then that night, I, I ended up sleeping at about 12, around 11.45 p.m. because I need to finish that website. Now, I know I'm boasting about my impeccable work habits, right? Excellent work habits. But it actually exposes something, um, a, 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 a very problematic condition. It exposes that it's actually a chronic problem of mine. It's exposed, it, it just exposes that I am a dis distracted person. Now, I know that you've heard, maybe, that you've heard that our attention span as humans have dropped below the goldfish, right? Do you agree with me when I say that our attention span dropped below the goldfish? Because the average, gold, average, um, average attention span of a goldfish is nine seconds. Nine seconds. But for a human, right? Who are humans here? Just checking, you know, just checking. Right? For humans, a Harvard study shows that our attention span has dropped to 8.25 seconds. 8.25 seconds! Now, who believes that? Right? Thank you, Andrew, for standing with me. Right? In fact, all right? In fact, all right? 7% of us would forget our own birthdays. Did you know that? And sometimes we'd be so proud of it, we'd go like, yeah, I forgot my birthday because I'm so busy at work. I'm busy making money. I'm busy making so much for myself. And teenagers, who are teenagers here? Thank you, Yobi. It's so obvious that you're a teenager. Actually, I think Yobi is a newborn. <laughs> Right? Teenagers should have impeccable memory, right? Yes. But did you know that 25% of those teens would actually forget <coughs> Thank you, Joey. <coughs> forget special dates of their families and friends. 25% would forget their parents' anniversaries. 25% would forget their mother's and their father's birthdays. 25% would forget to bring extra rice for their best friends. Teenagers, come on. Actually, right, I wouldn't be surprised if most of us here, about 40% of us here, would have forgot or lost one everyday item. Who have lost their car keys? Right? Someone will lose his car keys today. Yes! He's right here. Okay? I'm joking. Every week, we lost 40% lost. Most of us lose our everyday items. In fact, Deuteronomy 12 warns us of that. 
Deuteronomy 12. It says here, 12, lest you have eaten and are full and have built good houses. And imagine, look at this. It doesn't say if, right? It says when, right? They are bound to be blessed, right? They are already bound to be blessed. It's not an if, but it's a when. It's gonna happen, right? They will be blessed, Amen. And, and you are talking, Moses is talking here to a people who have been in the wilderness for 40 years. For zero years. And it says here, lest when you have eaten and are full, they are entering into the promised land where it's flowing with what? Milk and honey. And have built good, good houses and live in them. So these are people for the past 40 years, they've lived in tents. Okay? They're now going to live in houses. Imagine that. Right? You've been renting your house in Bahrain. You've been renting your flat in Bahrain. And then suddenly, someone gave you a key to a house that's yours. Can you imagine that? Who wants that? Who wants that? Who wants his own house? Right? All of us want our own houses. And live in them. You're not renting it out to make extra money, but you're living in them. And when your herds and flocks multiply, and silver and gold is multiplied. Wow. Silver and gold. Forget the silver, okay? But who wants gold? How, how much gold do you have right now? I hope it's not zero, because anything you multiply with zero is still zero. <laughs> but... Your gold and silver is multiply, multiplied, it says here. And all that you have, say all. Your family members, your bank account, your cars, your mobile phones, your kids. All of that is multiplied. If this happens to you, take care because in verse 13, it says that. And when you're heard in, in verse 14 rather, then your heart will be lifted up and what? And you forget the Lord your God. So what if this distractions, you being busy at work, you being busy with, with a lot of things, with your business, with whatever, God is multiplying that. God is promoting you. God is increasing your income every month. Imagine having bonuses every month. Imagine having salary increases every month. God is able to do that. But take care because maybe those blessings will take you away from more than just your attention. It might take you away from God. it exposes really another challenge that we have. What's the challenge? That we are easily distracted. So we easily forget and we are easily distracted. And I want you to listen to this. Please listen to this. Did you know, again, did you know that most of us here would pick up their phones, guess how many times a week? 
Huh? Who says 100 times a week? Who says 200 times a week? It's actually more. Most of us here pick up our phones 1,500 times every week. You notice that? Even when you're at bed, right? Even when you're about to sleep and you go like, let me just check one more message, right? Let me just see if I'm, I have another like on my post. Let me just check if, if there's, you know, even in the dark, right? Let me just check if, if, if there's, a, there's another, uh, another share of my post, you know? 1,500 times every week. And actually, you know, if you translate that to the actual time that you spent on your mobile phones, you're actually picking up your mobile phones three hours and 16 minutes every week. You spent, no, stolen from you three hours every day. Not every week. Three hours and 16 minutes every day is stolen by your mobile phones. <coughs> so you have, let's say you're a very healthy person. You have eight hours of sleep. You have one hour of exercise. Eight hours of work, that's 17 hours. Three hours on your mobile phone. So how, that's 19 hours, 20. So how much, and then let's say you spend an hour eating, so how much more is left for your family? Let's say you have one hour of devotion in the Bible. How much more is left in your family, for your family? No wonder, no wonder kids look like this. And sooner or later, they will have their mobile phones and they won't have time for you. We easily forget we easily get distracted. And what you don't know is this. You know your distractions? People like me are making money out of that. You don't know this, but people like me make money out of your distractions. You're not just easily distracted because of your mobile phones and with the help of clever algorithms I can steal your attention. Last week in Kuwait, I know for sure that I stole the attention of 5,736 people. And out of that 5,376 people in Kuwait that I stole their attentions, guess what? I got the attention of 912 people looking at my ad for more than one minute. My question is, what if those distractions, those forgetfulness is taking you away from what matters the most? What if those distractions are taking you away from God? Success, material things, those take your attention. It takes your time away from work, from your family. And it also takes away your time from God. My prayer for us today is, that, is this. That when life is good, when you have fast internet, and we have thousands of followers 
hundreds of thousands of followers in multimedia, my prayer is this, that despite all the blessings that you will have, that despite all the provision you will have, that you will never forget, that you will never be distracted, that despite all the provisions that you have, you will still obey God's command without condition. More money, more problem. After, now, let's go, that, just a, a context on the book of Deuteronomy. Right? After the Lord delivered the nation of Israel from Egypt, remember they were slaves? They actually spent one year in Mount Sinai, in the Sinai region, because they were entering into a covenant with God. After that one year, when they were about to cross to the promised land, what happened? They lost faith in God. And because of that, instead of traveling from Egypt to the promised land, which would take about two weeks, if I'm not mistaken, they roamed around the desert for 40 years. For zero years. And in that 40 years, the original generation, the people that came out of Egypt, were dead. Which tells us, disobedience leads to death. Right? So here, Moses is speaking to the next generation. It's these people who are entering the promised land. He's speaking to them. It's as if, and, and towards the end, and, and towards the end of Deuteronomy, we know that Moses died. Now, when you are leaving for Bahrain, how many commands did your parents and your loved ones tell you? A lot, right? A lot. Be faithful to your wife, sleep on time, eat healthy food, right? A lot. When you're, when, you're, when you're sending off a loved one to the Philippines back for school, you'd, you'd, you'd say a lot. Like my son. My son was 15 when he went for college. And then I told him, like, don't smoke, don't drink, have a girlfriend. I didn't say that. Don't smoke, don't drink, study hard. You don't have to prove yourself. You're already accepted. Just study hard. Right? And I said a lot of things. Don't stay late. Be, be aware of snatchers. Eat vegetables. It's not. So here, Moses is actually saying to the next generation who is crossing to the Jordan, crossing to the promised land, and he's dying, commands that, will, that came from the Lord that he knew would help them live a life of plenty and live a life that honors God. You see the, you see the scenario? Now, Deuteronomy 7 to 11 is a whole chapter or is a whole section of the book that is reminding us to remember the Lord, remember the Lord and obey Him. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, five chapters of remembering the Lord and obeying Him, reminding us. Right? Verse 11, it says here, and it's important that we obey the Lord because again, if we don't obey the Lord, it leads to destruction. And I'm not saying, <coughs> I just want to clarify this. I'm not saying obey the Lord so that you will be saved. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying obey the Lord so that you can gain more favor. You gain more blessing. I'm not saying that. Why? Remember, the Israelites were first saved. They were saved first, and then they were given the commandments. The problem with us is this. 
if we see, when we see laws and we see commandments, what's the first thing that enters our head? Bummer, right? More things to do, more things to follow, right? But to the Israelites, this law is actually a gift. It will help them live a better life. Right? So verse 11 says this, Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not what? By not keeping His commandments and His rules and statutes which I command you today. So if you paraphrase that, how then can we remember God? Okay? Take care, lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments. So how can we remember God? By keeping His commandments. <coughs> Amen? <clears throat> Moses' message to this new generation of Israelites was their choice to obey or disobey God's law. You have a choice. You either obey or disobey. I'm not forcing you to obey. That's your choice. I'm not forcing you to disobey. I'm not saying that you should disobey. That's your choice. So Moses is giving them this. Why? Because their choice would determine the kind of life that they will have once they entered Canaan, the promised land. That's the choice. Their choice will determine that. In fact, out of obedience to God would be the very thing to bring them the blessings of the covenant. I'm not saying blessings. I'm saying blessings of the covenant. And what's the covenant? I will bless you so that you can be a blessing to the nation. Now, who would want that? That your blessings are overflowing that you naturally become a blessing to others. Would you like that? Or would you like to... I, I, you know, I, I heard this podcast from Pastor Steve. And Pastor Steve, when he was new, when he was on missions, he only prayed for what he needed. He only prayed for what he needed. And who, who does that? Who only prays for what they need? Don't be shy. I do it. Come on. I only pray for what I need. But actually, that's being selfish of me. That's what Pastor Steve said. Because when we pray, we pray for more than what we need so that we can be a blessing to others. Okay? But tied to that choice, they faced were also curses. That disobedience will lead to death. Therefore, Deuteronomy is a covenant book. It's a book of covenant. Through it, God tells His people that He will bond with them based on their adherence to the covenant of the kingdom. Now, before we go further, again, I just want to emphasize this. We obey God's laws not to gain more favor from Him. Let me say that again. 
we obey God's laws not to take not because we want more favor from him why because we already have Jesus Christ everything you need is in Jesus Christ if we obey God's laws it's just because we want to become part of that you know part of the you know, live out that covenant of being blessed so that we can be a blessing to the nations so we again don't forget that our obedience is a response to what we have already received take note of that in fact we have been saved to be a blessing all of us here have been saved to be a blessing but we still have to be obedient. In fact, God, in verse 1, it says this, The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do. Let's not look at the law as a burden. Let's not. It's, let's look at the law as something that will make our life easy. You no longer have to think hard. Should I kill him or should I not kill him? You no longer have to think hard to do that. Automatically, you know you can. You have to bless him. Let's not look at it as a burden. Now, like what I said earlier, to a lawless nation, the law was a gift to them. How do you look at the law? How do you look at it? Without that law, that nation would have naturally drifted to destruction. And in the same way, without God's word, we will drift to destruction. God's will for you is what? Good, pleasing, and perfect. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for less. Deuteronomy 6, 2 says this. Chapter 6, verse 2 says this. Now this is the commandment. The statutes and statutes and rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going to, to possess it. Why? That you may fear the Lord your God and your son and your son's son by keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, that your days may be long who's the commandment for who are who's the laws for is it for god no he's perfect he needs he got he's got everything he needs the law is for us so that our life may be long it is for our benefit not for god now, in the same way that God is calling the Israelites, God is also calling you today to complete obedience. Complete obedience. God is calling us to a complete obedience, not partial, not a obedience only every Friday, not obedience only when we, when we, when we are with church leaders, but complete obedience. Even when we are alone, we are to obey God. 
Even when no one is looking, we are to obey God. But sometimes, when we are alone, we go like, ah, it's okay, no one sees me. Reminds me of that song, God is watching us. You know that song? Obedience is then based on remembering what the Lord has done among us. Why? We were destined for destruction. Remember? We were destined for destruction. But what did God do? He gave His only Son to die on the cross so that you may have eternal life. And eternal life does not start when you go to heaven. It starts here. That's what God done to you. And our act of obedience is in response to that. It's easy for us to call Jesus as Lord. Remember? Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for that. It's easy for us to call Jesus as Lord. I remember 14 months yeah, 14 months into my stay here in Bahrain. No, even earlier than that. Yeah, I think JR remembers this. Um, a few months in, my st in our stay in Bahrain, we had the privilege to work for a wonderful company. It's a wonderful company. Your salaries come ATM. You know what ATM is? After three months. Yes. Uh, it's a wonderful company that allows, gives us our salaries every after three months. So imagine the savings, right? <clears throat> but in those three months, our breakfast will be kubus. Sometimes with cheese, you know? Who likes that? Kubus with cheese. It's so nice. Right? Kubus with cheese, that's our breakfast. And then we would wonder what would our lunch be. But for dinner... Thank God, chicken back then was only 700 pills, one whole chicken. So we'd go to the cold store and we have a list there that we'd pay every, guess what? Three months. <laughs> we have a list there, chicken, 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 chicken. And every day in the morning, I'd go, Lord, give us food today. Lord, give us strength today. Lord, give us this, give us that, give us this. And he'd provide for the food. And he'd provide for lunch and he'd provide dinner. But guess what I do after I eat my food? I take my coffee and smoke a cigarette. Why? Because I thought smoking is cool. Why? Because I thought smoking helps in digestion. It's easy to call Jesus Christ as Lord. When we are in the com when we are in our comfort zone, but what if you're out of your comfort zone? Luke six forty six says this: Why do you call me, Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? We come to the Lord, Lord, give me a job, give me this, give me that. But when God has given you that and you are in plenty, do you still see him as Lord? Or you start doing what you want to do? 
because it's cool, because it makes you feel good, because it's easy. Lord, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? While hearing and reading God's word and studying more about it is absolutely essential. It's important. Read, study God's word. It's very important. But if we stop there, disaster will come. The Bible is not only meant to be read and memorized. It's also meant to be believed and obeyed. Emphasis on the obeyed. The Bible is not only to be read and memorized. It's meant to be believed and obeyed. We are to be doers of the word. This is what Anthony preached about three weeks ago. We are to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Because when challenges come, it's not an if, but when challenges come, it's not only what you've read that will determine the outcome. It's also how you responded. That is the reason why we call the purple book Biblical Foundations. Who's gone through the purple book? We call that Biblical Foundations because it helps us stand firm in God's word. Because it is your foundation on God's word that determines how stable you are and you how you will be in the future. Especially when trials come your way. Who wants trials? No one wants trials, but trials will come. So prepare yourself by reading, understanding, believing, and obeying God's word. I know that's easier said than done, right? It's easy to say, obey God's word, obey God's word. You can, you can actually get a recording, and in that recording, you record yourself, obey God's word, obey God's word, obey God's word. And then make it as your ringtone so that every time when someone calls you, you get reminded to obey God's word. Right? You can actually do that. It's easier said than done. But it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult to obey God's word. But that's a great reason for you to rely on God's grace. God's grace is made available for you and it's in unlimited quantities. It's just grace upon grace. Grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. That means that when grace is almost finished, God has more grace to give so that you can rely on that grace and then you can just obey God's word. Grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. In the Philippines, what we do is um, when we buy a land in the Philippines, what we do is when you write the contract, you devalue the land. Okay? You make it lower so you don't pay a lot of tax. Okay? Now, it reminds me of a story about a real estate agent who was very successful. He was selling a lot of condos in Makati and in BGC. He was selling a lot of properties. But one day, God impressed on him that he, God made this desire in his heart that he honor God in everything that he does. 
Now, what happened is that he refused to write a contract, a deed of sale, if they devalue the, 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 the property to avoid paying taxes. So by doing that, he started to lose clients. Now, before, he had a good house, he had good cars, he had good savings. But because he decided to do that, he wasn't able to sell properties anymore. He lost his house, he lost his car, he spent his savings. To the point that he started borrowing money. But guess what? Because he wanted to obey God's command, it doesn't matter. He lost everything, but he still had God. And that's all that he needed. And because he honored God, he refused to enter into deals that are scrupulous, that does not honor him. He lost everything, but he had God. Later on, guess what? He started selling properties even without devaluing the property of the, the, the market value of that property. He still did not regain everything that he lost, but he doesn't have any debts anymore. He's not renting a house anymore. And he, you know, his faith in God grew. And I hope we all do that. Now, there are times when it's difficult to obey God, but we still choose to obey God. When God says, let go of that, let's let go of that. When, it's God, when God says, that does not honor me, let's stop doing it. Because there is a reward in obeying God. At the same time that there is a curse when you disobey Him. We obey the whole commandment that the God has given us. Not just part not just what is comfortable, but the whole commandment. <clears throat> My question is this. Are there still areas in your life that you find difficult to surrender to the Lord? Are, still, are there still areas in your life that you can't just let go? Let's all stop making excuses. It may be your love life. He's so cute kasi. Oh, I'm gonna see you. Justin Bieber. Oh, no. Bruno Mars. <laughs> He's so cute. He's kind. He listens to me. He's perfect for me. If God says that He's not perfect for you, let go. It may be your business. It may be your job. If you're in a young professional, if you're a young professional here, you might say, no, no, I've surrendered everything that I've, I've, I've had, I, all of my life to the Lord. But how many times do you spend playing games? And some of us might say, okay, I only play games for a certain period of time and, and you want to honor God in your games. But if in your, you're in that adventure party and your party members stop, don't perform the way you expect, how many times do you curse that member? Right? In your offices, you're given a target. And you thank God for that target because you can meet it. But when a member doesn't perform the way that you want to, 
How many times do you curse that person? When you're driving, someone cuts you. Maybe you were once like me who'd like follow the person until his house and bring out your baseball bat and smash the person's windshield. Have we, already, have we really surrendered all areas of our life to God? It's an open... I mean, last two weeks, we did a series called If You Know, We Know. Today, I want to say this. I know, you know, that there are still areas in your life that you really can't surrender to God yet. I know, you know, that we still have areas in our lives that we can't surrender to God yet. Food, work, YouTube, <laughs> Netflix, addiction to Korean series, there are still areas in our life that we have to surrender to God. But the Bible says, I'm not saying don't, I don't, I'm not saying stop watching Korean Netflix. What I'm trying to say is this. Watch it, but don't forget about God. Watch it to the point only where you know that you're honoring God. The whole commandment that I command you today you shall be careful to do. And it verse, and then here's the benefits of doing God's commands. It says here that you may live. Obeying God's commands brings life. It doesn't bring death. I've been a diabetic for the past, I don't know, I lost count, 10 years. And, and my friends would always stop me from drinking Coke. They would always stop me from eating sweets. They would always stop me from eating crunchy chicharron. They'd always stop me from doing that. If I don't obey their commands or their will for me, guess what will happen to me? Even if I eat organic pork, I will still die. But thanks be to God. You know what? Because of my friends and because of my wife and my kids keep on reminding me, last six months I got my results. My blood sugar was 70. And my blood pressure is normal. Last Wednesday, I found out. My doctor was disappointed, by the way. But my sugar was 90. It's still normal. It's because I chose to obey God through my friends. Sometimes. Abraham... Right? If he did not leave his tribes, would there be an Israel? I don't know. Noah, if he didn't persevere in building his ark, would his family be saved? Maybe not. 
obeying God brings life. What is God asking you to do today? Is it letting go of your addiction to skin? Is it your personal matters? You know, if you're purposely disobeying God, I'm telling you, sooner or later, is gonna lead you to destruction. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall do carefully that you may live and multiply. Obeying God's commands brings multiplication. When I decided to stay in Bahrain, my, my, my plan was really to go to Canada. I decided within five years, I have to be in Canada. Life is good there. But I know for certain that if I went to Canada, I wouldn't have a good family life. That would mean that I won't see my wife for five years until I get my Canadian citizenship. That would mean that I won't see my kids for another two years until me and my wife build a house there that they can live in. Because I chose to stay in Bahrain, I had more time with my family. I chose to stay in Bahrain because that's God's will for me. And there is multiplication in that. As we meet our life groups, God will multiply your life groups. As you are faithful with one, God will give you more. Obeying God's commands brings multiplication. As you obey God in your business, in your profession, God will grow you there. He will multiply your businesses. He will multiply your job the way you... No, no, the, why? Because He can trust you with more. He can trust you with more. How many deals or how many... Uh, what, how many awards or how many promotions or how many bonuses have you missed because you decided not to obey God? Do you know that? How many cars have you missed because you decided not to obey God? How many medals in school did you miss because you did not obey God? If you obey God, it says here that there will be multiplication. Further says, the whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in. Go in. Obeying God's commands brings growth. If we obey God and share the gospel to one person at least for one year, that will double the church. If we obey God to at least bless one person a year, 
that will open doors for you to share the gospel. If we obey God to honor Him at work as if we're honoring, we're working for God, that will grow your company. If you obey God to spend time for, with your kids and your wife, you will have a wonderful life. And the love you have for your family and their love for you will grow. If there's one thing that I regret, it's because I was too busy. Wow. To the point where when my son or my daughter talk to me, you know how they start? They won't come to me and say, Dad, I want this, or Dad, can you help me with this? When my daughter and my son would come to me, they would say, Dad, are you busy? That broke my heart. Someone coming to you, your family, and come to you, you're busy. Can you spend time with me? If I obeyed God, there's growth. The whole commandment, I command you today, you shall be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land. What? That the Lord swore to give to your fathers. Obeying God brings victory. Are there areas in your life that you feel defeated? Obey God. You'll be victorious. Are there areas in your life that you need to surrender? Addiction. To God, addiction. And you feel, are there areas in your life that are controlled by sin? sin, sin sinful areas in your life. You want to be victorious over that? Obey God. Ask for His grace if it's difficult. He's ready to give. Sadly though, if we continue reading Exodus, we know that Israel failed. They failed. <clears throat> even Moses, even Moses knew that this generation that he's currently talking to will soon forget the Lord. And he even prophesied about the exile. The same generation that Moses was talking to. Why? Because the laws were written on tablets. They weren't enough. Because there's something fundamentally wrong with the human being's heart. Something wrong in our heart. The problem is not God imposing laws. His desires for us are good, pleasing, and perfect. The problem is us. The problem is in our hearts. Because our hearts dictate what we want and what we need. The problem is our hearts are deceitful. They deceive us. So what we need are not laws that are written in tablet, but laws that are written in our hearts. 
What we need is a new heart. And God is giving that. In fact, in Jeremiah 31, 34, it says this, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a covenant with the house of Israel and with you and with the house of Judah and with all of us here, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in that day that I took them out of the hand and lead them out of the land of Egypt. Not the Ten Commandments. My covenant which they broke. His covenant that we broke. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts and I will be their God and this is wonderful and they shall be my people no more shall every man teach his neighbor wow imagine those days when you don't have to teach your son your daughter or your parents about God no more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. Know the Lord. You don't have to say that anymore. For they shall all know Him. Imagine a country, a community that knows and worships the Lord. From the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, everyone will know them. And this is how it's going to happen. This is how He's going to write the laws in our hearts. This is how He's going to put the laws in our minds so that obeying them will be a joy. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more are we ready to receive that forgiveness are we ready to have the law written in our hearts so that obeying them will be a joy let's all stand Let's all close our eyes. Let's put ourselves in the presence. Let's, let's just put ourselves in the presence of the Lord. Lord, I know you're here right now. We know that you're here right now, Lord. Father, I ask, Lord God, that you fill this room with your spirit from the front to the back. Lord, fill this place right now, Lord God, with your spirit. Lord, you are here with us in our midst. Spirit, Holy Spirit, move in this place right now. Today I present you two options, two paths. One path leads to death and one path leads, leads to life. 
Now, if you choose that path towards death and destruction, you don't have to do anything. You can just stand there, and just relax, and just continue doing what you're doing every day if you choose that path. But if you choose the path to life, I would like you to know that Christ has died for you so that you may have life. He is so he was so obedient that he to, even to the point of death so that you may have life. And he died for you on that cross and he took all the sins and paid for the sins that you were supposed to pay for. And on the third day he he rose again. And he's now offering the gift of forgiveness and salvation to anyone who believes in him and accepts him as Lord and Savior. Two, two paths. It's right in front of you right now. One path going towards destruction. One path going towards life. Now, if you choose life, With all eyes closed. Don't mind your neighbor. It's just between you and God right now. If you choose life, I invite you to just lift your hands. I see those hands. Thank you for those hands. If you're a life group leader, why don't you just see those hands that are raised? Why don't you stand beside that person right now? If you're a life group leader, just look, look, look at the person around and just, just lay your hands on that person. If you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior yet, or if you're not sure if you have accepted Christ, accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior yet, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Father, forgive me for I have sinned. I ask that you clean my heart right now. Father, clean their hearts right now. Say this with me. Jesus Christ, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Live in my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me right now, allow me to pray for you. Father, thank you for those hands that were raised. Lord, I pray, Lord God, for everyone who has accepted you as their Christ and Savior today. Lord, may you, Lord God, may their journey begin this very moment, Lord, that even in this very room, they will start to know more of you. They will start to know more of your commands. They will start to, Lord God, just, Lord God, have this laws written in their hearts, Lord God, so that they will obey it in joy and, Lord God, in worship, Father. Lord, let their lives, Lord God, be a life that honors you. Now, if you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior in the past, and, and you know for yourself that there are commands that, you know, you just forgot. God is, is faithful and true to His people, that He is faithful and true to finish the work that He has begun in you. Now, if you're that person, pray this prayer with me. Father, Thank you for your faithfulness. I am not a perfect child. 
but I know you are faithful. And Lord, even right now, Lord, I repent for forgetting your commands. And Father, I pray, give me the grace to obey your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you, Lord God, for your word today, for the reminder, Lord God, that, Lord God, it is not us, Lord God, who has the ability to produce wealth, Lord God, but it is you. And Father, that as you allow us, Lord God, to produce wealth, as you supply our strength, Lord God, so that we can become a blessing to the nation, Lord, give us the grace and strength, Lord God, to obey every word that is written in the Bible. Father, I even pray, Lord God, that... (coughs) I pray right now, Father, that you remind us, Lord. Lord, Allow us, Lord God, to have, Lord God, times, Lord God, that's spent in your presence. That every word you say, Lord God, will come to our remembrance, Lord, and it will be a joy for us to follow. Lord, we thank you. Be magnified, be glorified. Let's lift our hands to receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May he grant you time, fruitful, wonderful time with him every single day. And may he remind you of his word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You are now dismissed. I hope to see you again next week. Oh, by the way, before you go, we actually start our service. We're actually here as early as 10 a.m. Right? Do come earlier, right? So that we can have a time of fellowship. We can have time for coffee, some drinks, right? So our services start at 11. And thank you so much for being with us. I hope to see you again next week. God bless you all.